Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian, hey, Dad, and no, no, no. Just a force of habit there, folks. Joel T. not with me. I'll woo for you. Woo! Since he's not here today, though. We can't go a whole week like that, or really, in this case, two weeks without a woo. So let's woo it up. Uh, I want to thank our great listeners out there. Wherever you're listening to this podcast from, you know that we very much appreciate that, uh, especially our great servicemen and women out there protecting our freedoms. More so, we want to, well, not more so, I guess, but uh, we also do want to thank our great sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee. Uh, something funny happened today. Uh, my friend Rebecca Turner, you know her from Super Talk, uh, Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Uh, she, our, our system for uploading articles has a thing where you can tag certain things, right? So when you tag something under the Thunder and Lightning podcast, it, it automatically goes to an RSS feed, which goes to sixpackspeak.com and posts there. Well, she accidentally put my podcast under her article. So there was an article on Six Pack about roasting coffee. Now, loyal listeners of my podcast will know that I don't actually drink coffee. That does not mean I don't am not a frequent customer at Strange Brew Coffee House because they have tremendous baked goods. They have, you know, great people there. So I go by and I, I like to get my wife coffee. I like to surprise her every now and then with an albino squirrel or a frozen hot chocolate. I like to take my kids there. Um, but I don't, I don't roast coffee. So I, I went to Six Pack to check to see if my all-SEC team article had loaded, and I see what's going on here. Like, I'm shilling coffee. So, I, if you need coffee, I do shill coffee. You go to Strange Brew Coffee House to get your coffee. Don't roast it at home. Why go through all that trouble? Let the professionals, the brewistas, handle that for you at Strange Brew Coffee House. Many days is a wrap for Mississippi State, and uh, you know, I got to be honest with you, you don't normally learn anything at Media Days, but I feel like we learned something today, and that is that Joe Moorhead has regrets. Not about taking the Mississippi State job or anything like that, but the the manner in which he spoke prior to the 2018 season was such that he, he wishes he could have gone back and maybe made a change in that. That he came in and maybe built up an expectation level that was unreasonable. And that the idea that Mississippi State, w- w- that w- they wanted to compete for championships. That's, that's the program's goal, to win a championship. But being so out in the open and, and you know, proud about that, perhaps in retrospect, was a mistake. And in reality... I have to agree with him. And I think I've said it many times on this show that the idea of championship standard, uh, you know, is a tough one because you are against the best teams in the country. And what is champion, you know, that starts with recruiting. And to be able to come in and say that before you've signed your first player and things like that, I, I never really I never really got into that. I never thought it was a good idea. Um, and, you know, if you listen to this show, you know that I'm telling you the truth. And... So for Moorhead to come out and say that, I agree with what Richard Cross said on uh, on Sports Talk Mississippi on Wednesday, that there was a lot of honesty and and you know very revealing statement about Moorhead. But to my knowledge, from my dealings with Joe, that has been a a a a constant with him is that you know he he does seem to be very open and honest with us. I you know as much as any college football coach can be, you know that you feel like he is giving of his opinion. Um, 
So he, he thinks that maybe he set himself up and his team up to fail for an eight-win season that I think I, I, I think I believe this, that if the team had just won the bowl game, nobody is sitting here talking about disappointment. Or if they had just won, really just one more game in the regular season. Nobody's really talking about disappointment. So, for me... You know, I, I was I was impressed and and by, by what Moorhead had to say. Now I do think it's difficult to walk that back. I do think it's difficult to come back after the fact and say, "Oh well, you know, I sort of screwed up there, guys." You know, I, I don't know that you can do that as much. But I do think that you know, taking a more realistic view of what Mississippi State is capable year in and year out of is wise, and I I, I would suggest it for all of you. Now, the point I want to make is this. It's not imp- you should never say that your goal isn't to win a national title. The goal should be to win a national title. And Mississippi State should do everything within its power from a athletic department, a football coaching staff and a player perspective and a fan perspective to be honest with you because fans are a part of that and what they give to the program and the support that they they lend the program. The goal should be the national title. But it's okay for you to say, look, we're going to work towards that, but if we can't get there, we can still be successful. That's the best way to put it. The worst way to put it would be like, look, we can't win the national title. We might as well just have fun. But that's the way to put it. We may not, be able, we may not get to the, 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 the highest point, but we can enjoy the climb, you know? Enjoy the journey, maybe, not get to, maybe, and maybe you don't make it quite to the destination. If, if this team last year had gone... And, and that's, that's the thing to remember. People are going to say, oh, if you're not playing for a title. Let's be honest with ourselves. If State had beaten Kentucky and Florida last year and finished the regular season 10-2 and two, and gone to one of the New Year's Bowl games and played, you know, played Michigan where Florida played, played in the Peach Bowl and played Michigan and beaten them, which they would have done, are we going to sit back and are you going to sit there with a straight face? Tell me that wasn't a successful season at Mississippi State? That you wouldn't take that season 10 times out of 10? You take it every time. And if you say otherwise, I don't believe you. I do not believe you. So don't even try to bring that to me. You would have taken 11-2 and and a top 5, top 10 ranking. If I'd given it to you the day before the season, you said, I take it. You're going to beat Florida. You're going to beat... Uh, Auburn and Texas A&M, you're going to beat Ole Miss. You're going to go to a big-time bowl game and win it over a, a traditional power. You're taking it. So that's what Moorhead is going to try to embrace now, the idea of success before the national title. Can State win a national title? Look, nothing is impossible in college sports. You know, at the end of the day, anything is technically possible. And I'm not saying that State is in the same boat as a USM or a Rutgers or a, or a Northwestern or something like that, right? I'm just saying that the obstacles in front of MSU to win an actual national title are huge. They're really, really big, really, really tough to overcome. It could be done, but the circumstances are going to have to be perfect, not only at Mississippi State, but outside of Mississippi State, too. Better teams are going to have to lose games to teams other than Mississippi State. You know, it's not going to be just enough for, you know, State to beat Alabama. State's going to need some help from other places here and there. So is it possible? I guess it's possible. But is it more realistic to say, look, 
if State wins nine, ten games this year, everybody's going to be happy. That's 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 a much healthier option for Mississippi State fans to me. And I think that I don't know that. And again, Joe Moorhead's not going to ever come out and say, "Look, we can't win a national title." But what he is going to say is, you know, look at the school's history and realize how difficult that task is going to be, and it's going to take some time to get to that point where you can consistently compete for a championship. I'll be honest. I mean, I didn't think State was going to win the SEC last year. I thought they would be better than they were. I was disappointed to only see eight wins. I thought they should have beaten at least two more teams, maybe three. But if they had done that and, and still fell short of the, of the SEC title, I would not have called that season a failure by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't know how much Moorhead is right. I don't think it had to be a championship. I think it had to be you should, there were a couple games you should, should have won. And again, I don't even know how much it's, it should have won is – yeah, if you lose to Florida 31-30, are we still having the same discussions? If you lose to Alabama 24-14, you lose to LSU 28-21, are we still having these discussions? So I don't know. I don't know. But interesting from Moorhead. And of course, the you know the big topic beyond his comments is Tommy Stevens. Our first chance to really talk to him uh, since Stevens arrived on campus. Uh, the question I had for him, and he, uh, there's a video of it, uh, at Sports Talk Mississippi on the Twitter feed, and I'll have an article up later uh, talking about some of this stuff at supertalk.fm, um, was, was this by design? The, because State had th- got three grad transfers, and they're bringing in the kid from Louisville, Alan Love, the defensive tackle, who they're going to try to have eligible. So State could have four transfers in the two deep uh, come August 31st. You know, was that by design? Was that by... You know, luck, happenstance, just right place, right time with some of these guys. And, and, and Moorhead said, I think, it, it, a little bit of a combination, but I think he views the transfer portal the same way you view recruiting. When you have an opportunity to add talented players, you should go after it. And in Stevens' case, it's really a no-brainer because of the familiarity Moorhead had with him and the familiarity that he knew that Stevens would have with his offense and what it could, it could bring. Um, you know, a comment that Farad Green made, somebody asked him about, you know, the quarterback competition, he said, look, we're all in competition. Nothing is, nothing's set in stone. And yeah, I mean, I, I think Errol Thompson's going to start game one. I think Daryl Williams is going to start game one. I think Farad Green's going to start game one. But then, you know, every day there's, there's that opportunity. With, with Tommy Stevens, I think he's going to start game one. You know, and then it's on him to keep his job. I think it would be difficult for him to lose the job because I think he's going to be successful. You know, I think it's, it's a question of how successful can he be, and that's going to determine how good Mississippi State can be this year. But for Moorhead, you know, because I've seen some people asking about, you know, is this a long-term, are you going to hit the transfer market? I don't think that's going to be the case every year. I think it's just going to be, you know, if the fit is right and you have the opportunity to add a player, you're going to do it. I don't think, I would be surprised after this year if you go after another transfer quarterback. Because you look ahead to next year, you're going to have four guys, you should have four guys on the roster, assuming everything holds. Keaton Thompson as a redshirt junior. Uh, Jalen Maiden as a redshirt sophomore. Garrett Frazier, Garrett Schrader, I'm sorry, as a uh, redshirt freshman. And then Will Rogers, the kid out of Brandon, as a true freshman. And then, you know, you're basically set. That's how, you know, that's the stat. That's the line you want to have as a, as a, as a, with a quarterback depth chart. Is, you know, you have those four guys, and they're all staggered in that way that you know, you're not really stepping on anybody's toes. I did ask 
Moorhead about Keaton. You know, has there been any talk about redshirting him? Should he not win the job? Said those discussions have not happened. It's something they'll have to talk about when the time comes. You know, and I imagine I imagine that you know when we ask Moorhead about you know how quickly do you want to know who your starter is? He said as soon as possible. The sooner that information is given to Keaton Thompson, should he not win the job, the better for everybody involved. And then we'll just have to see: Does he want to sit out, sit out a year? You know, play his four games. Sit out, you know, and get the red shirt, and then come back next year and have a handle on the starting job. I think, you know, that would be the the best case scenario for Mississippi State. And I don't know, is it the best case scenario for Keaton Thompson? I don't know. You have to find that out. Um, because this is the point I want to make. If he loses the starting job, let's just say, you know, all things considered, that Keaton, whatever the situation you want to be, that a transfer really wasn't an option for him, but the red shirt was. Well, I mean, how many games is your backup quarterback really going to play in? You know, how many games is State going to win by such a large margin or lose by such a large margin that you're going to bring the next guy in? And in this situation where he has the redshirt year available and you could just let Jalen Maiden handle that if you wanted to, it makes a lot of sense. So obviously the transfer option is there, but by that same token, Thompson could look at it and go, look, I could take another year of practice and getting better, and then I got two years to be the starter. Or just one year, I could just have a big monster junior year and be and be done and go on to the NFL. So I don't think it's as as set in stone that he'll just transfer out. I don't know that it's set in stone that he'll redshirt. I don't know if that's going to be the case either. What I do know is that the option is there, but I also know that I think that Tommy Stevens is going to be the head coach, or sorry, the the quarterback of this team, and so that decision is going to have to be made, you know, sooner rather than later. You look ahead. You know, we talked to Joe Moorhead today. We won't see him or, or anyone else uh, for a couple of weeks. Camp opens on August the 2nd, so we'll have some practice reports then uh, when that when that comes around. And then we will uh, be into practice, and then from there we'll be into to, uh, to game play. So big, big times coming up for Mississippi State. You know, a couple weeks, just this is, this is the last lull for football. There's nothing for a few weeks here, a couple weeks here, I guess I should say. And then, bam, we're back into fall camp, and then, the season will be upon us at that point. So a good day for Mississippi State here at the podium. I think that, you know, Farad Green was a player that not a lot of people outside of Mississippi State really know. He got to put his his name out there. And, of course, in case you missed it on Twitter, a beautiful moment. Farad Green and I have mended fences. There is no animosity between us. There never was in the first place. I want to make that clear. There was never any animosity between us. But now he and I are a, we're a team. We're working together. Errol Thompson, I think, came off really well as the new leader of the defense and a guy who's going to, you know, be a potential. I will be surprised if you saw my ballot. I got him first-team All-SEC. I'll be surprised if the whole conference doesn't have him that way as well. And then Daryl Williams, you know, making that move from center, from guard to center. uh, I think that's going to be a successful one for Mississippi State. He's just a talented football player. And uh, he said, you know, I asked him, you know, you've gone – you're making the same move that the guy before you did. Elton Jenkins did the same thing. He said, I talk to Elton all the time, and he's giving me a lot of pointers, and that's a good guy to know from, you know, second-round pick of the Green Bay Packers. So I think MSU acquitted itself well here uh, in Hoover at the podium. Uh, And, you know, for a team that, you know, right now doesn't have a huge superstar. I mean, I think we all like the potential of Kylan Hill and, you know, the potential of some other guys, but there's not a, a Dak Prescott or even a Nick Fitzgerald face of the program guy that you could bring to media days and just say, you know, this is the guy who represents us. You know, you had to introduce these guys to a lot of people. I would imagine that the average SEC fan doesn't know Farad Green, Daryl Williams, and, and they might know Errol Thompson. He might be the one that they know, but for the most part, they don't. So, 
pretty good stuff to see those guys, and I think that I think they acquitted themselves well. Uh, and those, you know, those are the leaders this year. Those are the guys that you know you got two team captains and a senior. And, and they made the point they brought Farad Green not only as a senior, but a senior from the state of Mississippi. Wanted somebody to represent this state. Uh, well, so good stuff uh, from those guys. Going to be a short pod today. Uh, we also, if you if you haven't noticed though, I do have our full interview up with uh, Coach Joe Moorhead from when we talked to him earlier today on Radio Row here in Hoover. Uh, that guy uh, it was very much uh, it, comfortable in his own skin uh, talking to him. So that interview is up. I figure that's a full day of content. You guys can just uh, deal with that. I am about to go out. As you listen to this, it will have already happened. But uh, young Brian Scott Rippey is about to witness some some things he's never seen before because they're taking me out to dinner. I'm finally claiming that steak that they owe me. I will. You will see some social media of that event. If you don't come back and check my, my, my Twitter feed, it will be there. I'm going to put a hurting on those guys at this place. I'm going to run the tab up as much as I can. And most importantly, some delicious, delicious beef is going to be eaten. Guys, have a great Thursday. I will be back with you one more time this week for Friday podcast. And then, of course, I will be gone, as will Joel, one week with no thunder and lightning, hopefully both literally and figuratively as we're both going on vacation. Uh, So one more podcast this week, and then we'll be on our way. Have a great Thursday. Talk to you again on Friday morning. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.